Welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm very happy to be here with Anissa Avon, co-founder and chief revenue officer at Weave AI and CEO of Turnkey Coaching Solutions. Welcome, Anissa. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Dylan. Thank you for being here. So to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your history um, and how you ended up where you are today in terms of the business you're in? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, where do you begin? So, uh, honestly, I started early in business um, and I am a third or fourth generation entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur. His father was an entrepreneur. His father, my great, great father was not. He was a bit of a drunk, but the one before that was. So, <laughs> so uh, it never really dawned on me. And that's on, on entrepreneurs on both sides, my mother's and my father's. And it never really dawned on me to do anything else but pursue business and um when i started around 26 years ago with turnkey coaching solutions um uh, i had had a couple of failed businesses and just wasn't very fulfilled and i was at a you know self-help workshop and i met a coach and i'm like what do you what do you mean you're a coach what what's a coach right like a sports coach and um, he explained, no, it's about people development and, and helping people make things happen. I was like, well, I do that every day. I can get paid for that. Let me in. Um, and so then we expanded. And over the years, we have uh, around a thousand coaches and trainers around the globe. Um, and then in 2020, we had to pivot as everyone did. And we merged with a, um, or I helped co-found weaveai.com. And that combines uh, people transformation best practices like change management and organizational network analytics with um, management consulting and coaching and training and just organizational change um, in order to accelerate change using technology coupled with high-end, high-touch people services. Okay, amazing. And have you always known that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Has that been like embedded yeah, in you so since I, you were a child? You never could imagine doing something else, I guess. Um, I often get asked that. And the first time, I remember the first time, Dylan, I was asked that, I thought, did I ever really want to do something else? And of course I did, you know, as a childhood, I, I was going to be an actress. So moved out to California. <laughs> but even when I went out to California, I opened up my own business in order to pay for my hobby, right, of whatever else I wanted to pursue. Um, so uh, because of that, um, I've developed sort of a, um, we'll just call it a, a ability to be resilient, to know that as an entrepreneur, you're never going to get it right out of the gate. And if you do, it's, that was your, your, your lucky streak. So enjoy it while it lasts. It's always about reiteration and reinvention and and taking advantage of opportunities and, and pushing the needle and never ever um you know resting on your heels so to speak you know keep keep innovating and creating new uh, prospects and opportunities 100 percent. i i can relate to that so much because i'm also like i know i'm going to be there one day i'm not there yet i'm still building up the pipeline you know uh, yes. but i've had a 
bunch of failed businesses and I've learned a lot from them. But when I was a child, I had a very successful uncle. And whenever anyone would ask me, they're like, what do you want to be when you're older? What do you want to be when you're older? I'd say, I want to be like my uncle. I want to be wealthy and I want to have my own yes. business. And yes. to this day, like I, my passion is to pro solve problems and make money doing it. And that that I, that's why I just relate to that so much. Sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent there. No, I think that that's you know an appropriate dialogue. Is that the, your listeners who are interested in entrepreneurship and business? You know, part of it is is exactly what you just said. It's a it is a sincere desire to solve problems, no matter what business an entrepreneur is in. We are we are problem solvers, and that means we have to be willing to figure out what's not working <laughs> as much as figure out what will work. Exactly. And figure out what's not working and come up with a solution to solve it. That's, that's exactly. what I love about it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. You know, there are times when I, I can get mired in the detail, the administrative load, the things that we must do in order to have an effective, successful business. Um, but those are the things you outsource. Those are the things that you hire a great team. You create a great team who feels inspired and motivated to work on the vision that you set forth and, um, you know, augment your weaknesses and focus on your strengths. 100%. And on this topic, uh, what is the biggest problem you've faced in your, well, let's say in your career and, and how have you solved it? Oh gosh, that's a really good question. Um, well, there's lots of lots of problems <laughs> as an entrepreneur that we go through. Um, I would say that now that I've all of my adult life, I've owned businesses, um, and there's one thing that I now have developed in a more focused way than I had previously. And that's, I would call it strategic foresight. In the past, I would just shoot from the hip. This is a great idea, let's run at it. And then I would spend money and resources and time and energy. And then only to later and with hindsight be like, oh, well, that was kind of a stupid idea. Why'd you run at that so fast? Why'd you spend so many resources so fast? Um, and now I am much more methodical about analyzing you know, these great ideas that I have um, and analyzing, is it aligned with my value system? Um, uh, if, you know, I really, if I were to say the one thing that uh, an entrepreneur can rely on is if they set up a really, I, I we'll just call it um, intentional approach to living within their values, then every decision can be juxtaposed against that value. Well, I knew that I, I knew what I would and wouldn't do according to my values, but I never used to use, um, maybe until the last 20, we'll just call it 15 years, use my values as a reason to say no, um, or I shouldn't, that's not accurate, as a reason to evaluate a possible business adventure. 
Um, will it give me plenty of time for work-life balance? Um, does it align with, with my uh, views of the world, how I want to make a, a contribution, whether or not this will add value to not just my life, but other people's lives, right? And then eventually when I realize you make decisions from that place of value, not later, evaluating if it hits your values, um, it's a lot easier to say no. And that is one of the most important things that an entrepreneur can learn how to say no, because you're going to say no a heck of a lot more than you say yes, <laughs> but no to the right things at the right times. I love that. That's something I struggle with too, just in my like normal life is saying yeah. no. I'm a, I'm a yes man. And yeah. it's something I'm, I literally have a reminder on my phone that says, say no, say no. <laughs> um, and I think that's, that's so great. applicable today. Um, yes. In, in all, in the personal and business life. I, I love that. Um, can back to Weave AI, can you run me through your, your overall business strategy there? Yeah, so, um, well, at a high level, before I even went into Weave, one of my highest values um, is partnerships and collaboration. Um, I work at home in a home office, and, and so being on the computer and um, my only connections to the outside world are, are my, my pups in the background <laughs> and the front door when I decide to go out. So a long time ago, I decided that um, my business was about relationships. And so forming relationships and finding ways to collaborate and, and offering my expertise freely was one way to stay in touch and to build relationships um, and through collaboration, that's how I grew Turnkey. Well, in when the pandemic happened and um, uh, so much of corporate budget for learning and development was pulled and no one knew what the world was going to hold in the next six months, um, my revenue just went like gone. Um, and I thought, okay, time to look for some partnerships. And I started simply opening up to collaborating with others. And that's when I met um, the founder of uh, Weave AI, Vivek Mehta. And we just started brainstorming on how to solve big problems by combining high-end expertise, high-end meaning really competent um, strategists and executive coaches and trainers and learning in the flow of work with some type of an acceleration technology. That's what I was looking for. And with Weave, that's what we were able to do. Um, Weave is a end-to-end uh, -end people transformation platform, and it uses the power of augmented intelligence or artificial intelligence and machine learning to identify who's at risk of leaving in an organization, for example. So the network analysis um, can provide uh, incredible predictive analytics using about five questions in about 10 minutes to identify where the relationships that either support a person in staying with a company or support them out the door. And with that, the problem is, is that the people issues, there's not enough time in the day to have multiple conversations with employees at large. So AI and conversational AI allows us to go out and, and understand and listen to employees about what's going on. Now we've got insights. Now we've got actionable information where 
we took it one step further is companies don't always have the bandwidth to then do something with that action. Um, and that's where our coaches uh, and, and experts come in. But the goal is to help organizations retain employees and accelerate issue to action timelines. Most engagement surveys and, and other analytics programs, corporations are, are averaging anywhere from a minimum of 12 months to two years before they're actually taking action on those insights. We accelerate that to about two weeks. That's crazy. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I'd love to like learn more about how that works. That's super intriguing. Yeah, yeah I'm happy to share more. It's pretty exciting though. It's um, leveraging the power of AI in a positive way has so many potential benefits for our world. So I, I get more and more excited every day that I learn one more way in which we can solve our big, hairy, wicked problems um, with human intelligence and artificial intelligence. In collaboration. Amazing. Yeah, I love that. And how, so you started in 2020, I looked, I see on LinkedIn. Um, how has the shift in the last, let's say, year and a half, two years, um, with the release of ChatGPT and OpenAI, how has that affected your business, uh, yeah, if at a, all? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, anytime an, an entrepreneur adopts a new technology, or a new idea. There's those, you're really just aiming for that slice of the pie that are progressive early adopters, right? Those folks who are like you, so to speak, are like, hey, what are you doing? I'm interested, <laughs> right? And that's a very small slice of the pie. And so up until the release of ChatGPT, we were we were only able to get through to that you know, small percentage. And, and initially that was that was going to be fine. We were just going to have to work hard to get to the innovative thinkers. Um, since March, now that AI and the conversation around AI, although Weave has been being developed for years and years and years and years and years, <laughs> maybe five plus years now, I think it was 2017 when my co-founders originally founded the company. And then when we got together, we they shifted their attention. I joined the the founding team and we took it in a, in a different direction. But since March, I think it was March that ChatGPT, folks are like, hey, I think there's some real possibilities here. We wanna use it for, you know, you name it. And digital transformation is something that we help with. Culture change, mergers and acquisitions. Um, uh, and, and actually our primary focus is employee turnover because it's, it's pretty much an existential crisis in some uh, industries, healthcare, for example, is facing uh, as much as 100% turnover in some cases. And it's costing them, the average hospital, I think it's costing, turnover is costing them um, around 7.5 million every single year right now. Uh, That's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And we're going to have a mass nurse shortage globally um, uh, in the next five to 10 years. So something has to happen to change. Um, and so uh, by augmenting our ability, humans' ability to be in more than one place at once and to aggregate data in such a way as where we can have intelligent decisions and have, uh, I should turn that around, uh, have the decision intelligence we need um, to respond proactively to employees' needs, that's going to be a, a, a that's what Weave AI does, and it's also going to be a burgeoning industry itself 
uh, in this next five, 10 years. Amazing. Yeah, someone I spoke to recently, he says, AI is going to, humans need to work with AI because it's going to allow us to explore at a much faster rate than we could ever do ourselves. He put it in an example of space exploration. He's like, um, there's going to be hundreds of millions of space explorers, but maybe 0.1% of those will actually be humans because yeah. we can get AI to do it on the same level and with lower risk. It's just going to allow us to do so much more at the same time, which is Honestly, I'm a little scared, um, but yes. I'm also very excited. <laughs> it's going to be an, I, an interesting couple of years coming. It really is. And, um, you know, I do think that we, as I'd say just a society, but in the world, uh, you know, the, we have to be conscious and mindful of how and what we develop. Um, the challenge is the cat's out of the bag. So there's no regulation in the world that's going to keep businesses from utilizing the power of artificial intelligence. So we will have to face the consequences of a changing um, dynamics in business. Some businesses won't require certain human capital anymore. Um, and there will be some folks who are like, I'll get rid of everyone I can. You know, and and we will have to vote with our wallets, so to speak. We'll have to say, listen, I don't want to buy from that company because they're using AI for bad and not for good. Um, but the 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 great news about about AI is that it really will allow us to pool our intellect, pool our resources, and people in South Africa that are solving, for example, you name name a wicked problem, climate change, or teen suicide. We'll be able to work with people in Prairie View, Texas, you know, on the same issue, solving it in such a way as to where we, we don't have to have um, an in-person meeting to solve really, really big problems. We come together, we pull resources, we use artificial intelligence, um, and we use economies of scale to make really big changes in our world. And I think that it's going to make our world better, but I do agree, we have to be mindful about AI biases and the potential for um, singularity is real. It's real. It's a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, That's... I don't mean to laugh about it because it's not no, funny, I... but it is a real problem. Yeah. It is. Um, we just have to hope that humans have done what they've always done and come out on top and solve right. problems, like we said earlier. And yeah. that's what we're here for. We have to solve problems and to make sure the world stays the world basically that is what this is about right let's solve problems together 100 percent. and so we are running out of time but I, i've really enjoyed this conversation but before we go is there any piece of advice you would give to someone looking to enter the industry you're in um business owners or even users yeah so um i i think the 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 biggest piece of advice that I always um, share uh, is twofold. Whatever industry you're in, learn everything you can about it and never, ever, ever stop learning. Um, there's never a time when a successful entrepreneur um, can stop learning. That's when they'll, even if they have a little bit of success or a lot of success, there comes a point at which the competitor will out, <laughs> out deliver us 
um, if we ever stop learning. And then the other piece is, is about being resilient. You know, I, I always say, said to my children, you, you, you can't lose if you never quit. Exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. I love that. Thank you so much. And thanks, Anissa, for your time. I've, I've really well, enjoyed it. Likewise. I loved being Before, here. I'm, I'm excited to continue to listen to your podcast and wish you the best of luck and really uh, had fun today. Amazing. Thank you. But quickly, before we sign off, what's the best way for people to reach out to Anissa Avon? If you've got any yeah, offers for them or if they want to just follow your story. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Anissa Avon. Um, and I'm also, uh, you can reach me on one of my, the two websites, turnkeycoachingsolutions.com or weaveai.com and it's w-e-e-v-e-a-i.com amazing thank you so much thank you dylan take care you too